shall we stand in that great day? How shall we stand in that great day? Shall we be found before him wanting? Or with our sins all washed Welcome to the Escape for Our Life radio broadcast. This is a presentation of the independent Tuesday Seventh-day Adventist Church, a revival of original Adventism and ancient Christianity. Our speaker is Brother Nairon Medina. This is Brother Medina for Tuesday Seventh-day Adventist. Let us start with a word of prayer. Loving Father, may your Holy Spirit be with us as we enter into your word. Help us to speak the truth and nothing but the truth, that your name may be exalted. Through Christ our Savior we pray. Amen. Well, we are continuing our study, uh, the third in the series, and the name of it is Schofield Reference Bible Promoting Talmudic Zionism. Schofield Reference Bible Promoting Talmudic Zionism. Now, what we have so far shown you, my dear people, is that this Bible that we have called Schofield Reference Bible was a Bible produced by Mr. Cyrus Inglefield Schofield. He belonged to an Illuminist group called the Lotus Club. He was paid by Zionist communist Jews who sponsored the producing of his Bible. They sponsored his trips to Oxford University to write this Bible and uh, this Bible became the property of Oxford University. Yes, my dear people, we have shown you this already. We have also shown you that the Schofield Reference Bible became the single most pertinent source of the teachings and doctrines of all evangelical churches today when it was produced in 1908. Yes, my dear people, we have shown you that the Schofield Reference Bible is a Bible with notes, footnotes, added at the bottom of the pages, at the side of the pages, and between scriptures by Cyrus Inglefield Schofield. And we have shown you he did it at the behest of the Jews. So here, while the Jews sought to capture different religions to use for their global purposes, they also captured the burgeoning, the blossoming uh, evangelical movement and gave them what you call pro-Zionism as a philosophy and as a teaching. As a result of this, we have shown you also that generations of evangelicals have been influenced by the notes of Schofield Reference Bible. They have also entered into politics in the United States of America influenced the politics of the United States of America in a pro-Israel way, even though they have been doing a lot of evil against the Palestinians. The notes of the Schofield Bible has made these evangelicals anti-Arab, anti-Palestinians, and pro-Israel, no matter what Israel do. Israel does not get strong criticism and strong dealing with to stop them to the point, my dear people, that it has created a reaction in the Arab world. And that reaction, we know today, 
is global terrorism. Yes, my dear people. So that global terrorism can be attributed to the policies of the United States of America and other nations that follow it, like Britain, Spain, Australia, and other nations that follow it in the Middle East. That's the source of, that, that, that's, that's what causes global terrorism. So that as Mr. Bush tells us, that the Arabs and the Muslims hate American freedoms and all these sort of stuff. That's not the reason for terrorism because they hate American freedoms or they hate the American system. No, my dear people. They explicitly state it is because of the treatment of Israel above the Palestinians while the Palestinians is in grave sufferings in their lands and the constant wickedness done by the United States of America and its allies in Iraq and other places of the Muslim world. All this because of the teachings of one Bible, the Schofield Reference Bible. And so what we are showing you here is that how the Schofield Reference Bible influences global politics today. Because in the name of our study, as you have seen and as we have shown you, is Schofield Reference Bible promoting Talmudic Zionism. Now I, am, now, I am quoting from a document by the name of Chadbad Lubavitch, the Synagogue of Satan, and this document is page 33. Now, observe what it tells us. I quote, Oxford edited the former 1945 edition of Schofield Reference Bible in 1967 at the time of the Six-Day War when Israel occupied Palestine, Palestine. The new footnotes to the King James Bible presumptuously granted the rights to the Palestinians' land to the state of Israel and specifically denied the Arab Palestinians any such rights at all, end of quote. Did you see that? So that when a person reads the Bible, they will see the land belongs to Israel and the Palestinians have no right to be there. That's what one will read in the Bible. Now let us read the text which received a new footnote or one of these, one of these scriptures that received one of the new footnotes in the Schofield Reference Bible. I am quoting Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to verse 3. This is the scripture which received some of the new footnotes. I quote, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I would show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee, and I will make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Now verse 3, verse 3 is the actual verse that they put the footnotes to. I quote, And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that cursed thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. End of quote. Now this verse, that last verse I've read here, verse 3, is the verse that received various new footnotes to it in the Schofield Reference Bible in 1967 when the Six-Day War was going on. Now, let me read for you the new footnote that was placed there as it was edited in Oxford, since the Bible belongs to Oxford. I quote the footnote. On, in Schofield Reference Bible, it is page 19 to 20. I quote, For a nation to commit the sin of anti-Semitism brings inevitable judgment. End of quote. Did you hear that? For a nation to commit the sin of anti-Semitism brings inevitable judgment. End of quote. 
Now, in the first place, my dear people, this note introduces the concept of anti-Semitism in the Bible. When God specifically warned, do not add or take away from the Bible to destroy the contents that the Bible is already preaching. But the wrong of this footnote in the Schofield Reference Bible can be clearly seen, my dear people, yet millions of evangelicals religiously follow the abomination of this anti-Semitism as if it is true. Now, there is no word for anti-Semitism in the Bible, my dear people. It is not a biblical concept. Thus, the footnote adds to the words of the Bible in such a way as to diminish the value of the scriptures. Yes, my dear people. Anti-Semitism, which is defined by the Jews as doing or saying anything against Jews, would make Jesus, who overthrew the tables of the money changers, anti-Semitic. Yes, my dear people. Because look, he did something against the Jews. Jesus' very words, my dear people, will thus be anti-Semitic, thus he would face the judgment according to this statement here. Look at Matthew chapter 12, and we're going to read verse 24, and then we're going to read verse 34. Matthew chapter 12, verse 24, and then verse 34. I quote, But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of devils. Now we read verse 34. Jesus answered them back. O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak it. End of quote. Did you see that? So while the Jews accused Jesus of doing miracles by the prince of devils, which is Beelzebub or the devil himself, Jesus actually called them a generation of vipers and said they can't do any good because they're evil within. That's what Jesus said. So that statement from Jesus would make Jesus' words anti-Semitic. Yes, my dear people. Thus, he would face the judgment according to that statement because anti-Semitism is saying and doing things against Jews. Yes, my dear people. Here are the words that thus condemn Jesus as a bold and brazen anti-Semitic according to that footnote in the Bible. Notice it attacks Jesus. Now, and by the way, you must remember this that the Jews today do, in call, do indeed call Jesus an anti-Semite. And they said it is Christian anti-Semitism that's responsible for the alleged Holocaust and all the things that Jews suffer today. That's why they're seeking to get rid of Christianity from mainstream um, American poli uh, politics uh, and other things. Now observe this anti-Semitic statement of Jesus according to that footnote in the Bible. Jesus would thus be anti-Semitic. If we look at Matthew 23, and we read 31 to 36. Here is what we are told. I quote, Jesus speaking, Wherefore ye be witnesses unto yourselves, that ye are the children of them which killed the prophets. Fill ye up then the measure of your fathers. Ye serpents, ye generation of vipers, how can ye escape the damnation of hell? Wherefore, Behold, I send unto you prophets and wise men and scribes, and some of them you shall kill and crucify, and some of them you shall scourge in your synagogues and persecute them from city to city, 
that upon you may come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth from the blood of righteous Abel unto the blood of Zacharias the son of Berechias whom you slew between the temple and the altar verily I say unto you all these things shall come upon this generation end of quote did you see that my dear people this would mean to say here that Jesus would be a brazen anti-Semite because look he's saying things against the Jews calling them generation of vipers and telling them that they are all condemned they cannot escape the damnation of hell so then the footnote added here by Oxford um, editors would make Jesus a brazen anti-Semite this would mean that Matthew's report of these events and words would be anti-Semitic let's see what events Matthew report that would be called anti-Semitic and is indeed called anti-Semitic today by uh, uh, Jewish people. In Matthew 27, we read from verse 19 to 25. From verse 19, I quote, When he was set down to the judgment seat, his wife, that's Pilate, sent unto him, saying, Have thou nothing to do with this just man, for I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said unto them, Whither of the twain should, I, should you that I should release unto you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all say unto him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why? What evil hath he done? But they cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but that rather a tumult was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. See you to it. Then answered all the people and said, His blood be on us and our children. End of quote. Did you see that? So the idea that the blood of, of Jesus be on the Jews and all their children, and that this was said by Matthew, would be an anti-Semitic statement. You would remember that Mel Gibson, when he produced his, his picture, his, his film about Jesus Christ, the Passion of the Christ, you would remember this statement was the only statement he left out from the Jews saying, which would show that over the centuries, the Jews and their children faced horrific retribution for the, for the murder and crucifixion of Jesus. And Mel Gibson left out that verse because that was called the most brazen anti-Semitic verse in the Bible. But this would mean to say that the footnote of Kofi reference Bible is right and that this is anti-Semitic. Do, do you see this, my dear people? This is the wrong of adding to the scriptures. Jesus' most anti-Semitic words would be the following words, my dear people. If we look at John chapter 8, and we look at verse 42 to 47, here would, Jesus, would be Jesus' most terrible anti-Semitic um, words. And it is called so today by Jews and Jewish scholars. We read John chapter 8, 42 to 47. I quote, Jesus said unto them, the Jews, if God were your father, you would love me, for I proceed forth 
and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech, even because you cannot hear my word? Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, because he is a liar and the father of it. End of quote. Yes, my dear people. So here is one of the most... Let, let me read on again. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convinced me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. End of quote. So here is Jesus' words. And these words will be brazenly anti-Semitic. Why? Because he said things against the Jews, my dear people, and very horrific things. Yes, my dear people. So if that note, if that note from Schofield's reference Bible was true, this would make Yahweh himself in the Old Testament or the first witness anti-Semitic because he prophesies curses upon Israel. Let me give you a brief example here in Deuteronomy 28. And I, I read from verse 15. <coughs> it says this here. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of Yahweh thy God, to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Curse shall thou be in the city, and curse shall thou be in the field. Cursed shall be thy basket and thy store. Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy land, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thine sheep. Cursed shall thou be when thou comest in, and cursed shall thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, and rebuke in all that thou settest thine hand unto, for to do, until thou be destroyed, and until thou perished quickly because of the wickedness of thy doings, whereby thou hast forsaken me. The Lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee until thou, until he have consumed thee from off the land whither thou goest to possess it. The Lord shall smite thee with a consumption and with a fever and with an inflammation and with an extreme burning and with the sword and with blasting and with mildew and they shall pursue thee until thou perish. End of quote. Did you see that? All these statements here would therefore be construed as brazen anti-Semitism. Yes, my dear people. Now, anti-Semitism could never be a sin, as is said by this footnote. Let me refresh your mind about the footnote added on. It says, for a nation to commit the sin of anti-Semitism <coughs> brings inevitable judgment. Notice they call it the sin of anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism, my dear people, could never be a sin because no clause of the Ten Commandments forbids it. And sin is the transgression of the law of God. In 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4, and I'm going to read this according to the original Greek, because sometimes when Woodsworth Caesar read this on his radio program, he doesn't emphasize it the right way. In 1 John chapter 3, in verse 4, it's in 1 John chapter 3, in verse 4, here is what it tells us. I quote. Whosoever committed sin 
transgressed certainly the law and sin is the transgression of the law yes my dear people now I ask which of the Ten Commandments forbids us from speaking against the Jews which of the Ten Commandments forbid us from literally fighting against the evil that they do which of the Ten Commandments absolutely none so then therefore since sin is transgression of the law of God and no clause in the law forbids anyone from doing that you can't call anti-semitism a sin so they have created a new sin and added to the holy scriptures in first samuel 15 verse 24 this is what we are told and saul said unto samuel i have sinned for i have transgressed the commandments of the lord and thy words because i feared the people and obeyed their voice so here he again saul clearly sees that sin is transgression of the commandments of god yes my dear people so then which one of the ten commandments is uh does it mean if you were to uh to, to do or, or to say things against jews if a jew is trying to take away your property through artifice and you actually do things to stop him from taking a property that is not sin you're merely protecting a private property and so that would be anti-semitism according to this clause in the holy scriptures now now the, the, the shocking thing about it is that anti-semitism applies only to jews not to arabs even though they are descendants of shem right not to um, iranians even though most of them are de descendants of shem not to syrians or lebanese even though many of them are descendants of shem anti-semitism only applies to the jews but the law which is the ten commandments which when one transgresses is sin applies to all men and thus no part of it makes any sin exclusively against one race of the human family and that race is called jews no my dear people none whatsoever to the extent that if this were the case then you would have to have something called anti-chinesism anti-indianism anti-africanism anti-europeanism anti-polynesianism all these would be necessary why because if if if, if anti-semitism was right but to say something against a jew or to do something against him is not wrong providing one doesn't kill and steal his property and do all of these sort of things so the point we have here is this concept of anti-semitism placed in the uh, in Schofield reference bible to make it look as though it is a sin is an evil thing and it is this that is responsible for much of the media and much of the people not criticizing israel for their wickedness now look at uh, ecclesiastes chapter 12 13 and 14. here we are told i quote let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter fear god and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man for god shall bring every work into judgment and every secret thing whether it be good or whether it be evil yes my dear people so then as far as the bible is concerned the commandments apply to the whole human family and everybody is to be judged but here if you here you have a a, a statement in in Schofield reference bible that makes a sin a sin against only one member of the human family and not all the others this makes jews more human beings than all the other humans and this is exactly what they really do say in the state of israel could you imagine this that some israeli soldier was captured by a palestinian group and they have made a wager they tell them you give us back the women and children 
of the Palestinians that you have in prison and we will give you back this soldier. And Israel refused. The Israelis refused. Could you imagine a modern nation have children in prison? And America speaks nothing against it. Amnesty International says nothing against it. World Body says not nothing against it. Nation says nothing against it. And they have children in prison. Yes, my dear people. So the point about, and now they've blown up three bridges and they have also attacked the power supply of the Palestinians as they say to go, on, to, to go and get back their soldier. But it is really vindictive punishment upon the general people for something a small group has done. And nobody speaks anything against it. In fact, if you listen to the news on CNN and on Fox News and on, on the BBC, most of them speak in favor of the Israelis. Why? Because anti-Semitism is a sin. This shows you how this clause in the Schofield Reference Bible has polluted rational judgment and destroyed rational judgment and is causing terrorism with the backlash that comes all over the world. Now we are going to continue this, but you must call us at 625-0446, 625-0446 for further information. And we want you to recognize these Im very important things, my dear people. The Schofield Reference Bible is a Bible produced by Zionist Jews using Schofield to capture the Christian movement, to get Christianity to speak and do policies in favor of Zionism, which will be translated as the state of Israel and Jews all over the, the world. And this is the reason why this Bible is very corrupted and it is not a good Bible for Christians to use. You can read the King James translation of the Bible, but forget the footnotes from Schofield. They do not explain the Bible, and they're wrong, most of them. And they're very destructive to your intellect, destructive to knowledge, and destructive to the world scene. Now, we will continue this study next week. And until then, may God bless you in Jesus' holy name. Until we meet again, call us at 6250446 for further information. 6250446 for further information. And may God bless you in Jesus' holy name. Amen. The judgment has set, the books have been opened. How shall we stand in that great day when every thought and word and action God the righteous judge shall weigh? Oh, shall